Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. My name is Michael Rappaport, and you are now listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. On today's episode, I dropped like a sack of potatoes. I fainted, landed on my fucking head, and wound up in the emergency room. I am fine. I am fine. But I walk you through that. Bernie Sanders has sexual harassment allegations out there against him. And he gets Willie hutched by me the 1st of 2019. Ariana Grande, she's not dating anybody in 2019. Pete Davidson has come back and doing stand-up comedy and talking out the side of his motherfucking mouth. And LeBron James, please make it stop. Make it stop. You're out of control. All that and more on a big body, hour-long, smash mouth, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan. Let me get some real nice, some real proper, some real funky to start this puppy off. Let's go. The new year means new resolutions, and we've got one you're working on twice every single day, brushing your teeth. And with a Quip electric toothbrush, sticking to good habits is simple. The guiding features of a Quip toothbrush is the built-in support system for better brushing. Quip toothbrushes have a built-in two-minute timer every 30 seconds. It reminds you when to switch size to get a balanced, healthy brushing of 
your teeth. You need it. I need it. Everybody needs it. Up to 90% of us do not brush our teeth for a full two minutes. Plus, with Equip Toothbrush, there are no wires, no clunky chargers, and it runs for three months on a single charge. Equip Toothbrush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist's recommended schedule every three months for just $5. A friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health. 75% of us use old, worn-out, uncomfortable Not pleasant feeling, ineffective toothbrushes. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They are backed by over 25,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25 if you go to GetQuip. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com. GetQuip.com forward slash I am Rappaport. Right now, you can get your first refill for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash I am Rappaport. You want to have a good time? You got to have good teeth. Go to getquip.com now forward slash I am Rappaport. All right. As I said, my name is... Michael Rappaport, and this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. If you never listened to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, welcome. This is a non-fact-checking, shit-talking extravaganza. I am not here to discuss a new year, new opportunity. I am not here to discuss uh, the quietness that I will be exploring on my spiritual path. Uh, I'm not going to profess my pledge to spend less time on my electronics or get in touch with my chi or harmonizing my soul and transmuting my life experiences into my art. I'm not here to discuss any of that. I'm not pledging to do any of that Bullshit. My New Year's resolution for 2019 is to continue to talk shit loud and proud. My New Year's resolution for 2019 is continue to fuck asses. Not literally, figuratively. Not literally, figuratively. But I plan on fucking As much as I possibly can. Again, not literally. Figuratively. Kicking ass and taking names. Now, a lot of people, celebrities, non-celebrities, Joe Schmo, weirdos, freaks, dark creatures of the night. They all go on social media and on their podcasts. It's a new year. It's a new opportunity. It's a new year. It's a new this and, and and everybody's fucking Tony Robbins and the Dalai Lama. Listen, if somehow, some way, my pledge to continue to fuck asses, not literally, but figuratively, inspires you, so be it. So be it. If you somehow read between the lines that 2019, from the beginning, right now, From the fucking beginning, from the jump, 
okay? From the first week of January, my pledge to stop assholes, if that inspires you, great. If you're offended or confused by it, so be it. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. You are now rocking with the best. Now, speaking of kicking ass and taking names, speaking of stomping asses and taking names, the second day of January 2019, I had a very, 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 I got to be honest, scary incident happen to me. So, I woke up at 6.45, 6.45 with my alarm, try to get up. My plan was to get up, get out, and get something to quote the great group Outcast, Hall of Fame rap group, Outcast, uh, Big Boy and Andre 3000, really underrated, sort of under-discussed group. For some reason, we forget them and take them for granted. That's, that's neither here nor there. My plan was to get up and get out and get something. I was going to go to Runyon Canyon and uh, work out. I got up at 6.45, sharp, got right the fuck up out of bed, felt great. Didn't think I had the best night's sleep, but that's not unusual. Went into my bathroom, brushed my teeth thoroughly. You're saying, why uh, are you mentioning brushing your teeth thoroughly? Well, number one, I have a fantastic toothbrush, as I mentioned earlier. My Quip toothbrush is a, a, a fun toothbrush to use. And, and when you have a fun toothbrush to use that is actually brushing your teeth properly, you give it a little extra time. Again, neither here nor there. Brushing my teeth, took my time brushing my teeth. After I brushed my teeth thoroughly, went to take a piss. Okay? Now it's about 650, 651. I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. Never fact checks. But when I tell you what happened, we, uh, we did a backwards fact check on the time trying to get an assessment of what the fuck happened. Went back to my bed, actually made the bed, went back on top of the bed. Didn't get under the sheets, didn't get under the blankets. I don't actually don't sleep with sheets. I just sleep with a duvet. Duvet cover. Um, I don't like sheets, too bulky. I don't like getting tangled up in the sheets. Enough tangling uh, uh, with my emotions, with my feelings, just being myself. I have enough tangling that I deal with on my own, okay? In a room all by myself, internally, the tangling is there. Again, neither here nor there. I'm on my phone, checking Instagram, checking Twitter, checking emails, checking this, checking that, okay? Mm, let's say about 12 minutes, 12, 15 minutes. Again, if you don't fact check uh, a white mic, if you don't fact check uh, Mr. New York, if you don't fact check uh, Gringo Mandingo. How do you know this? Well, I'll get to that later. Okay. I say, check that enough. We got to get up, get out, and get something. Time to get on the hike. It's a little cold out. I'm going to go drop a deuce, get dressed, and go out. Walk five steps from my bed. Now, I've counted them. I've actually fact-checked that also. Broke rule number one of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast several times in articulating this story. Rule number one of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast has been from the beginning and will continue to be throughout 2019. No fact-checking. 
One step, two step, three steps, four steps, five steps. Boom. Boom. I fucking literally drop like a sack of fucking potatoes. I fainted all alone in my fucking house. Now, in my bedroom, I have a little carpet, an area rug, as they call it. Uh, the, it doesn't cover the whole floor. There's uh, faux wood floors in my house. And I say, thank God for that. Boom, I fainted. I, I, I don't know how, I don't know why, because I literally fainted. Like Tyson Fury, remember how he got knocked out by Deontay Wilder? His head hit the canvas, boom, boom. I hear, the only thing I, I, I this probably happened in a matter of three seconds. I hear, boom, boom. My head hit the floor twice. It goes boom, and then the softer. My, no, the, the it was boom, boom, because what I, I believe happened is my legs gave out. I landed on my tailbone, not my ass, my tailbone, which is above the ass, and then my head hit the floor, boom, full throttle, and then boom, softer throttle. Now, I heard the second bang on the floor because it woke me up. I, I roll over to my right. I, like, I knew what happened. I, I knew exactly what happened. I roll over to my right. My dog is like jumping all around. He probably saw it because he's ready to go for the hike. Wheezy. Um, I go, oh, like that. Like that shit hurt. You know, I, I, I my elbow, I, I, yeah, I look immediately at my elbow, my bad elbow that I was just in the fucking emergency room for two months ago because of the goddamn bursitis. I know this is crazy. This is all fucking crazy that I'm telling this. I want to stop in the middle of this by saying I'm fine. I am fine because I'm not here to worry anybody. I'm just telling you what happened. So I, I am fine. I look over my elbows cut because I, I must have hit my elbow. I could already feel the pain in my neck. I, I'm like, my head is like banging. I hit the crown of my, the back of my head, the back. Of, I don't know if that's the crown. I hit the fucking full dumpies, like straight up on my head on the fucking ground. Wheezy comes over, starts licking my face. I'm like, oh, like I'm bugging. I'm alone. I'm, yo, I'm scared. Like I fainted. Like I was out. I, I, I roll over. I'm now on the carpet because like I said, the carpet's right there. I didn't land on the carpet. I landed on the floor, which what I think happened was is I tend to, and I've had this my entire life, periodically, every now and then, let's say you get up uh, from a sitting position at home. I don't know how many times you do that, 30, 45, 50 times a day, you sit down, you're at work, you sit down, you're in the car, you sit down, you go to take a piss, sit down, get some potato chips. Every now and then, every 50th time, literally, probably, sometimes I'll get a little lightheaded. And I'll even say to my wife, I've said this, I'm fainting, I'm fainting, but I'm just being funny because it's like that sort of, you know, uh, feeling as if you uh, in inhaled helium, like it's that three second lightheadedness. And, and a lot of times I'll just stand there, it'll pass. Sometimes like I'll hold on to something a little bit. It's literally two, three seconds long. Now, what I think happened was I was getting that feeling. I went to hold uh, uh, the wall and I must have missed the wall and I actually fainted. It's never happened to, well, it actually happened to me one time when I was 16, uh, one other time. But I was 16 and I was overheated. I knew that I was overheated. I want to stay here in the present. I don't want to go back to 1986. Okay. Um, but with that time, I, I didn't fall on the ground. Like I kind of got caught as I hit the ground. 
I was all alone. I fell literally back, like boom, boom, on my fucking head. And I could hear like my head hit the ground. Um, which is fucking scary, man. So I called my wife. She hadn't left the house yet. She was chilling in the driveway, probably looking on her phone, making phone calls, whatever. And I go, babe, yo, I fell. I didn't want to tell her I fainted because I didn't want her to be nervous. She's like, what? I'm like, I fell. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, come in the house. Because I, I knew, like, I was fucked up. I wasn't trying to be like, you know, Rocky Balboa. Like, I was disoriented. Like, I banged my head. I could already feel it banging. I already feel it throbbing. She comes in the house. She's freaked out of her mind. We got to go to the emergency room. I'm like, hold on, hold on. And then she goes, what happened? You fell? And I go, no, I fainted. And she's like, what the fuck? And I tell her, you know, my disoriented story of this. I get dressed. We go to Cedar sinai um, It's empty. Um, it's early in the morning. It's like, this point, 7.45 in the morning. Like, an hour since I woke up. When you tell people you fainted... And and uh, uh, they see you're not bullshitting around. They take it seriously. They put me in a fucking wheelchair, blah, 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 blah. I go in the back room. They give me an EKG, check my heart, check my blood pressure. Um, I'm, I'm laying down. Nurse comes in. She goes, oh, God, I just I just saw you the last time you were here. I'm like, what a fucking piece of shit I am. Like, I've become this motherfucker. Like, the nurse is like, oh, I just saw you the last time you were here. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 from my elbow. She goes, yeah, how's your elbow? I go, well, it's not doing good now. I faint, tell the whole story. She goes, Jesus Christ. So they're like, what's the matter? They're going through all the tests. Does your neck hurt? Yes, it hurts. Does your shoulder hurt? Yes, does it hurt? Does your head hurt? All this stuff. And, and I'm, I'm really, I'm not a hypochondriac, but you can't take, you know, you hear all this stuff about CTE and all shit, and my head is throbbing because I banged it flush on the ground. Anyway... 15 minutes after being in there, when I tell my neck hurts and they check my neck, they slap on the neck brace. And we're not talking the old-fashioned, like, you know, Las Vegas neck brace. They're to- I'm talking about the high-tech, you know, like, new wave. Like, if it was an Apple phone, this was the Apple of neck braces. Like, it was slim. It was elite. It had carbon fiber. I look like a fucking asshole. But I'm like, I guess I got to put the neck brace on me. My wife is like, you look like a fucking asshole. I go, I know I look like a fucking asshole. She's uh, uh, upset because she she's scared. I'm upset because I'm scared. My head hurts. And I'm like, I can't believe I fucking fainted. I just kept saying, I can't believe I fucking fainted because I was tripping that I fucking fainted. Anyway, they take me into the back room. They give me x-rays on my neck, x-rays on my back, x-rays on my elbow, x-rays on my tailbone. Everything. Everything comes back negative. Doing another EKG. They do a three-point uh, blood pressure thing where you do a blood pressure laying down, you do a blood pressure s- sitting up, and then you do a blood pressure standing up. All of my shit was regular. I'm there for about three hours. The doctors come in. They call my other doctors, uh, uh, my, my Jewish doctor in New York, my Jewish doctor in Beverly Hills, the medications I've taken, my history, the elbow, why were you here, all the fucking drama that you guys have heard about on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. You have ulcerative colitis. This young doctor who is a resident doctor, he goes, well, you know, people do faint on their way to the bathrooms when they have to go number two. I go, I have to be honest, doc. My shit game is out of your your, your knowledge bracket. I literally said that to him. I go, my, my ulcerative colitis is so complicated and I've had it for longer than you've been alive. And and he, I understand I'm not, it's not my specialty. I said, I'm just telling you, that's not why I fainted because I had to take a shit. If I fainted every time I had to take a shit, I, I wouldn't be able to make it throughout it through a day. Okay. I don't I don't discuss 
my shit game so much on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, but it's, let's just say, atypical. Okay, it's not normal. Um, it's unusual. You guys know what I use the 405 freeway for, okay? You, you know how I get down with public shitting. If you gotta go, you gotta go. Now listen, I'm not gonna shit in, a, uh, in the middle of a restaurant, but, but, I'll say it again, but in broad daylight, if I have to go uh, use the bathroom and there is no toilets to use and I am driving, I will use an alley, okay? I, and I'm saying I've done that within the last six weeks. Let's just keep it there in a non-fact-checking way. I've done that in the last six weeks. When I say I go hiking at Runyon Canyon, yes, I will go to the side trail of the trail and drop a deuce, okay? Let's just, let's just say that. Um, but that's not what this is about. This is about uh, what happened. Um, this is about I'm fine. I don't want to worry anybody. I'm fine. I'm fine. It scared the shit out of me. Um, uh, they say I probably have a mild concussion. So you are now listening to a podcast from a podcaster who is mildly concussed. Let that fucking shit sink in. Okay. Uh, and if you want to look me up at Cedars, look me up. This ain't no joke. This ain't no nothing. Like the room is slightly spinning right now, but I'm fine. I drove today. I'm good. I, I, I don't feel like myself a hundred percent, but I kind of do, which is, I guess a weird thing about having a concussion. Um, if I slur my words, I'm not making light of it. I have a mild concussion. It is what it is. It is what the fuck it is. Um, and this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, which brings us to rule number two of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. 15 rounds. 15 rounds of podcasting. You faint, you bang your fucking head on the floor, your elbow swells up like a tennis ball, your tailbone is bruised. One way or another, you get up, you grab the fucking golden mics, and you live to talk some more shit about it. And that's what the fuck I'm going to do. Okay? That's what the fuck I am going to do. 15 rounds of podcasting. Rocky 1 style. Jake LaMotta versus Sugar Ray Robinson style. That's what we do here. Okay? No excuses. We got the fuck up off the canvas like Ali versus Frazier. When Ali fought Frazier in Madison Square Garden. Although he lost, he got the fuck up off the canvas. That's what the fuck I had to do. And like I said, in all seriousness, I am fine. I'm good. Please do not worry about me. I'm doing the best I can to take care of myself. I have a loving, beautiful wife that is about her shit and, and, and couldn't. She's the best fucking bodyguard I could have. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Be right back. I am Rapport Podcast. Make you get restless, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't know. Oh, yes. It's that time of year. The what NFL playoffs are here, and it is that time to get in on the action with my bookie. Do not be that guy or girl rooting with no interest as your friends and loved ones sit around winning while watching the games. Not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl is just around the corner. It is really truly the most wonderful time of the sports year. Make sure you are ready for daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Trust me, I use them every single week. Ownership really cares about good customer service and they offer the craziest 
profits in the world. Do you think that Kanye West will be allowed back in the White House before 2020? I already put down $300 saying no. No fucking way. That's the kind of prop bets they have at MyBookie. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. Join now and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use the promo code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to deposit to activate your offer. The promo code is RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Go to MyBookie.ag now. All right, so back to business, back to the business of shit-talking. Um, I am the White Chocolate Tito. I am the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. I am mildly concussed, and this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. There's so much going on. Um, There's not going to be any sick fucks of the week this week, uh, this episode. We're going to start back up next week. We want to let the dust settle from the sick fuck of the year uh, announcement. Um, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about it. I welcome uh, discussions further. Um, as I said, uh, we are going to uh, keeping track of the sick fucks of 2019 and, and, and keeping them in, in brackets and keeping them organized to really do the best sick fuck of the week awards that we possibly can that we'll be picking up on the next I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, which will be airing next week, second week of January 2019. So Ariana Grande um, announced why she has to announce this. Don't talk about it, be about it. Just like your New Year's resolutions and all that bullshit. Don't talk about it, be about it. Ariana Grande uh, took the Twitter... I think the same day I was in the hospital and uh, said, uh, uh, for the rest of the year, probably the rest of my life, it's no one. Please refer back to uh, these future questions. She, she, she said that going forward, especially for this year, two, her, her New Year's resolution is to not date anyone in 2019. See, this is, this is uh, uh, dumb. This is why Ariana Grande, it, 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 at first when I, when I even spoke her name for the first time, I could... I didn't even know any of her music. This is why I've taken a disliking to her. And in, I say, 15 or 20 years, she will be mocked for forgetting the lyrics to her own song on a New Year's broadcast. Same as Mariah Carey. The writing is on the fucking wall. Uh, Pete Davidson, this fucking guy, who I, I, I'm telling you, I like this fucking guy as a comedian. I liked him on Saturday Night Live. I liked him when I saw him on the the roast on Comedy Central with Roastmaster Jeff Ross, Pete Davidson, who just two weeks ago caused a big stir that I actually had to get involved with and then uninvolved with. I had to apologize because uh, unbeknownst to me, he had went on Twitter or Instagram and he said something to the effect of, Basically, I don't want to live anymore. Life's not worth living anymore. And sent all his friends, his family, his fans, and people that just caring into a frenzy. People went crazy. Don't do it, Pete. Seek help, Pete. Caused a big conversation about uh, mental health and all this stuff. 
I, of course, tweeted something about it uh, the same day, not knowing that he had actually sent that out. I apologize because there's nothing to play with. The same night that this happened, NYPD was sent to Saturday Night Live to check on Pete Davidson because these things need to be taken seriously, especially by a public figure. He's threatening to kill himself. That's a serious thing. Nothing to make light of. That same night he went on Saturday Night Live, the Saturday Night Live first half of the season ended. Lauren Michaels, the, the creator of Saturday Night Live, said uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was rumored that he sent him away to get help. Well, lo and behold, two weeks later, Pete Davidson was doing stand-up in Boston, as he should and could. He went and did stand-up in Boston. He did not acknowledge, he did not apologize for doing something that is so selfish, so mean, and just truly self-centered. He went on Instagram and threatened that he was going to kill himself and life isn't worth living anymore, and went on stage, didn't acknowledge it, Hasn't apologized. Hasn't apologized to the fans that follow him. The young fans. He's 24. All the Ariana Grande fans follow him. All these teenagers follow him. All these men, women, and kids follow him. You scared the shit out of everybody. You don't apologize. You. Why did you not apologize? That should have been the first fucking thing that came out of your fucking mouth. I, I, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Did you not go away to get some help? Do you not have anyone around you that really, like I heard Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper, Dr. Kelly, Dr. Machine Gun Kelly, he was there taking care of him. Did he not say, yo, it might be good to just acknowledge what you said, apologize, and say I'm doing my best. I'm sorry to scare people. I'm sorry to scare fans. I'm sorry to scare any kids. I'm doing my best to to, to improve myself and, and something. I don't need to come up with the words that you should know to have an apology. Since you're such an empathetic guy, since you're such a caring, sensitive guy, and the reason why I'm saying that in a sarcastic tone is because in his first uh, uh, day back to stand-up comedy, his first appearance back to stand-up comedy, he made a joke about Louis C.K. who had just made a bad joke about Parkland and the Parkland shooting. He's been ridiculed by all these other comics. And Pete Davidson made a joke in his first first appearance back about how he got a tattoo of uh, uh, Gene Wilder and Willy Wonka, then he died, and I got a tattoo of this person, and then he died. Maybe I should get a tattoo of Louis C.K. next. That was his joke. No one had a problem with it. Then he went on to talk about how Louis C.K. Uh, tried to get him fired because he was smoking so much pot when you were doing Saturday Night Live and didn't think he was focused and all that. Maybe you've said it yourself. So what you want to do now, Mr. Comedian guy, Mr. Funny guy, Mr. Sweet, lovable, uh, Mr. Empathetic guy, you want to make jokes about Louis C.K. dying. Louis C.K. is not a human. That's a funny joke to you. Louis C.K. should die. Right? You want to do that, but you want people to feel sorry for you because some little pop star made a song about your big dick and that hurts your feelings? The biggest pop star in the world that you dated that you were engaged to after fucking three weeks? Broke up with your dumb ass, made a song about it, and you want people to feel sorry for you? And then you say some crazy shit. You have the New York Police Department show up to make sure you're not going to do something to yourself. 
the entire Twitterverse, social media verse. Get better, Pete. Reach out if you need me, Pete. You don't acknowledge that shit? You're whack, homeboy. You're whack. You, you, you are fucking whack. You're selfish motherfucking cornball. I don't know who's telling you you dope and all your stupid motherfucking clothes and all that. That's whack. That's the wackest shit you can do. I'm going to keep it real. A good friend of mine, Justin Pierce, who is an actor, most famously played Casper in the in the movie Kids, did some other acting. He was just a New York dude, cool dude. Uh, he played that, you know, that role. I met him around that time. You know, he died of suicide. You know, people, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And when we were grieving, when his family was grieving from that, and, and, and you know, everybody's talking about it, and you do some research on it, that's, a, that's an act of aggression. It's a selfish thing. And God bless Justin Pierce. He was such a good dude who was obviously in pain and all that stuff. But to threaten suicide on social media when you're a public figure and then come back two weeks later when you're supposedly in a lot of trouble and a lot of pain and not acknowledge it, yo, my man, hold your fucking head, Duke. That, that's all I can say. Hold your fucking head. Think about somebody other than yourself. Stop whining because Ariana Grande made a song about your big dick, Duke. Nobody gives a fuck. You're corny. You're on Saturday Night Live. You got money. Probably all the gear. And then you're shitting on the next man. You're shitting on the next comedian because of a joke he made. Saying he should die. And everybody's like, oh, that's funny. That's okay. It's like comedian shitting on comedian. That's the corny. You ain't a rapper, Duke. Judd Apatow shitting on Louis C.K. Andy Richter. Conan O'Brien's sidekick, who's never been funny, shitting on Louis C.K., all these other comedians shitting on Louis C.K. like they haven't made dark jokes. Trust me, any comedian, whether they're good, not good, any funny person in real life, good, not good, whatever, has made dark, inappropriate jokes. This motherfucker just happened to do it in a comedy club. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily appropriate. It's not necessarily appropriate joke, but I'm going to just say this. The people in the comedy club, when you listen to the tape of Louis C.K., matter of fact, Miles Jordan, play the little clip. I'm a little disappointed in the younger generation, honestly, because I'm 51 years old, and when I was like 18 to my 20s, I mean, we were idiots. We were getting high, doing fucking mushrooms and shit, and then older people were like, you gotta get your shit together, and we were like, yeah, fuck you. And I was kind of excited to be in my 50s and see people in their 20s and be like, they're crazy. These kids are nuts, but they're not. They're fucking, eh. they're just boring. <laughs> fucking telling them, you shouldn't say that. What the, what are you, an old lady? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> eh, that's not appropriate. Fuck Woo! you, you're a child. Why are you finger fucking each other and doing jello shots? Like, why aren't you, why? <laughs> You should address me. They're like royalty. They tell you what to call them. You should address me as they, them. Because I identify as gender neutral. Oh, okay. Okay. You should address me as there. Because I identify as a location. And the location is your mother's cunt. 
It doesn't have to be that nasty. <laughs> but it can be. <laughs> I don't know, they testify in front of Congress, these kids? Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You're young, you should be crazy. You should be unhinged. Not in a suit saying, I'm here to tell, fuck you. You're not interesting. Because you went to a high school where kids got shot? Why does that mean I have to listen to you? How does that make you interesting? You didn't get shot, you pushed some fat kid in the way. Now I gotta listen to you talking? The people in the comedy club, they thought it was funny. They didn't have any problem with it. No one hissed, no one walked out. So you should get mad at the people that are laughing at Louis C.K.'s joke just as bad as you're getting mad at Louis C.K. for making the joke. Find those people and publicly shame them. Find the person who recorded it and you could hear them laughing the loudest and go at them. It's a bad joke. Doesn't make the good, you know, we know his history. These motherfuckers want to act like they're holier than now, better than everybody. Their shit don't stink. Bunch of do-good fucking snowflakes. Speaking of snowflakes, the snowflake of all snowflakes Listen, I'm Jewish. If you never listened to the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast, this motherfucker has been in the Jewish Hall of Fame since he ran for president and lost. I rocked. Matter of fact, wait, don't even start. I'm going to Willie Hutch, Bernie Sanders. I am going to Willie Hutch, Bernie Sanders, because Bernie Sanders, you everything bagel, cream cheese, and lox eaten motherfucker. You gefilte the fish breath motherfucker. This motherfucker, Bernie motherfucking Sanders. Remember Air Bernie? Remember everybody was rallying behind this fucking dingbat? This motherfucker just got me tooed. Apparently this has been under wraps for a while. The New York Times. Listen, you can't support the New York Times uh, when you want to and then when you don't want to uh, uh, act like it's mainstream media fake bullshit. They're calling it a smear campaign on Bernie Sanders. Uh, I'm Jewish. He's Jewish. We call it a schmear campaign. But um bum. I'll be here all week, folks. That ain't a smear campaign. That's a schmear campaign. They are saying that Mr. Socialist himself, Bernie Sanders, was underpaying people that worked on his campaign. And that worse than all of that, Bernie Sanders, Uncle fucking Bernie treated women inappropriately, sexually harassed a woman. A woman walks through her account of being sexually harassed by this mothball breath motherfucker. I stood behind you. You broke my heart to quote the great Michael Corleone. You broke my heart, Frito. You broke my heart. Miles, can you play that clip from The Godfather? I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Please. I can't say it as good as Al Pacino. You broke my fucking heart. Bagel and cream cheese, Bernie. You fuck you. The woman said... Matter of fact, start the Willie Hutch. Yes, you hear that sweet, good Willie Hutch, Bernie Sanders. I never in my lifetime thought it would be 
you getting Willie Hutch the first time of 2019 in my wildest dreams. I never thought I would faint, nor did I ever think four days into 2019 I would be Willie Hutching my motherfucking man, Gefilte Fish Bernie. The woman said, Bernie told her, you have, and I quote, beautiful curly hair. Then Bernie asked if he could touch it. The woman said, okay. Then he started running his motherfucking Jew fingers through her hair. Continued to grab and touch and quote unquote, push my boundaries. The woman said, and I quote, separate paragraph. I just wanted to be done so badly. You a nasty motherfucker, Bernie. I know you got fucked up breath. I could see it on you. I have uncles that look like you. My uncle Buddy looked just fucking like you. His breath smelled like shit my entire life. God bless Uncle Buddy. Full Ashkenazi Jew started telling everybody he was an Indian. Buddy was bugging out and Bernie. You are bugging out. The woman describes sexual harassment episodes and demeaning treatment as well as pay disparity. And Mr. Sanders' 2016 campaign, what the fuck is wrong with you, Bernie? You're bugging, Bernie. Bernie, you are bugging. You personally let me down, Duke. I was rocking with you. Jews have it bad enough, Duke. What the fuck is the matter with you? They already think we're cheap. They already think we're rich. They already think we have gold bullions coming out our motherfucking assholes. And now this. Blow that big giant nose and excuse yourself. And then this motherfucker said, I did not know about the allegations during the 2016 election because, I quote, I was busy. Oh, now you making vaudeville jokes, Duke? This ain't the Catskills. We not in the motherfucking Catskills. We not in Grossinger's, Duke. You making you making jokes and shit? He said, quote, I was a little busy. And the best he can come up with while my man Anderson Cooper grilled his ass was I will do better next time. Nah, Duke, there ain't no next time. You're not running next time. You're not getting my vote next time, Duke. Okay? I told you. I told you if you was going to run again, you need to get that motherfucking cream cheese out the crack of your motherfucking mouth. But yet you still show up on TV looking crazy. You don't brush your fucking hair and you still give everybody the impression that you got bad breath. Miles, cut that motherfucking Willie. As the sweet sounds of the great Willie Hutch, Bernie, you broke my heart. Podcast. Speaking of more snowflakes, if you've never listened to the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, you're saying, well, why does he keep claiming, why does he keep saying snowflakes? Is he a Trump supporter? Nah, 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 I ain't no motherfucking Trump supporter, but I know a snowflake when I see a motherfucking snowflake. I ain't a snowflake, but I don't fuck with Dick Stain Donald Trump. Elizabeth Warren... 
who, listen, I wanted to like you too. I wanted you to be the one. You ain't it, Duke. You ain't it, Duke. I'm all for women's rights. I'm all for a female president, but you ain't the one, Duke. You played yourself. You said that you were part Cherokee Indian. You're like, you're probably more black than your Cherokee Indian. She's like one one thousandth, 24 Cherokee Indian. You ain't no Indian, Duke. You ain't no Indian. Why the fuck you want to say you're an Indian? You're not an Indian. You knew you wasn't an Indian. You knew you wasn't Cherokee. You knew you wasn't Apache. You wasn't a you knew you wasn't a Cheyenne Indian or a motherfucking Navajo Indian. You knew you weren't any of that. You're not down with the Omaha people, the whole chunk, the Osage Nation, or none of it. I know my Indian shit. You ain't a fucking Indian. Why are you trying to claim Indian Elizabeth Warren? You're not the one. Trump will chew you up and spit you out. Okay? You're not the one. You're not going to be the first female president of the United States. We need a motherfucking hitter. We need a shit talker. We need somebody who will get down and dirty, who also has a clean background. You fronted like you were all Indian. You're not an Indian, Elizabeth Warren. So you not the one. You're not going to be president. if, if, If Elizabeth Warren runs for president, I'm not voting. I'm going to say it right now. If it, if it comes down to Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders going against Trump, I am not voting. The pain will be too much because this guy will kick both of their asses. Okay? We need better. I don't know if we need to get Will Smith, The Rock, George Clooney, somebody. But those two aren't going to cut it. Okay? Somebody needs to step up. Leonardo DiCaprio be the first openly open stick man in the White House. You can get busy in there. You can fix the planet, all the global warming, all the shit that you care about. And and, and fucking the White House as a single man? That's never been done before, Leo. Yo, you'd really be that guy. He would beat Trump. Leo would be, he would beat Trump. But anything lower than Leo, The Rock, Will Smith, or George Clooney at this point, all these these half cool motherfuckers, maybe Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke, they they could compete if Joe could stay healthy. I'm just worried about Joe's age. Maybe they can beat him. But I'm not voting for Elizabeth Warren, Warren, and I'm definitely not voting for motherfucking bagel and cream cheese locks, Bernie Sanders. Miles, Jordan, let me get a little something. I'll be right back. I ain't going anywhere. It ain't over. What have I watched? I'm trying to watch all these movies and TV shows during the holidays, trying to trying to catch up on stuff. I finally saw Black Klansman, directed by Spike Lee. You know, Spike Lee... He, he, he should be a scene director. He, he, he can't string it all together to make a great film. Spike Lee has broken so many actors. And I mean that in, in broken and like he, he's given them uh, star-making performances. 
Denzel Washington, Mo Better Blues. He was the first person to see Denzel as a sex symbol. Mo Better Blues was the first time that Denzel played a sex symbol leading man. Mo Better Blues, really good film, flawed. Had him playing the trumpet, dressed fly, shot him fly, looked dope. Ladies went crazy for Denzel and Mo Better Blues. Jungle Fever. Of course, uh, Samuel Jackson, star-making performance. He had him in school days. He knew he was special. Knew he was special, do the right thing. Um, John Turturro, Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello got nominated for an Oscar and do the right thing. Rosie Perez plucked her from nowhere. She wasn't even an actress. She was a dancer, a soul-trained dancer. The late, great comedian Robin Harris gave him his first break in a movie and do the right thing. You know, Wesley was st- popping, but he, he he gave him different kinds of parts. The list goes on and on and on. John Turturro and Do the Right Thing. Bill Nunn, the late, great Bill Nunn. The, 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 the entire cast of Do the Right Thing. Martin Lawrence. Nobody, nobody was fucking with Martin Lawrence. He was a deaf jam comedy, a deaf comedy jam a comic at the time. Um, there, I'm forgetting a bunch of them. Mackay Pfeiffer. The great Mackay Pfeiffer, Spike Lee, first party ever had, clockers. You know, I fuck with Spike. I'm a fan of Spike. But he just can't get out of the fucking way of himself when he's making these movies. Whether it's Malcolm X, which is obviously ridiculous performance, very good movie, should have been cut down. Bamboozled, Mo Better Blues, Jungle Fever, and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. If this guy cut out 10, 12, 15, sometimes 20 minutes of all those films except for Do the Right Thing. That's his one masterpiece. But if they were re-edited, chopped down, they'd all be so much better. The only one that is perfect is Do the Right Thing. He, 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 there's so many great things in Black Klansman, and I, and I recommend seeing it. But, it. but it shouldn't be nominated for films. He, he's going to make a big uproar when it's not nominated for an Oscar. It's not getting nominated for an Oscar. Or he might, at this point, the films are so bad. And, and, and Black Klansman is not a bad film. But it's not best film of the year. It's not a film that you want to uh, watch over and over. Great performances, incredible scenes, true story. Not a great film. Could have been a great, great film if he had cut 12 to 15 minutes out of it. And I'm saying that bamboozled. I love that movie. I was in it. I tore it up. Movie should have been cut down. So I saw Black Klansman. I finished watching Escape from Dan Mora, the Showtime show um, that uh, Benicio Del Toro, uh, Patricia Arquette, and fuck, I'll remember the other kid. Paul Dano starred in. And this other actor, I can't remember his name right now, he uh, killed it. The acting was sick. It's based on the true story that we covered here on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast when these two guys, uh, David Sweat and the other guy's name is Matt something, escaped from a prison in Dan Mora, New York. They were fucking. They were fucking. A woman who worked in the prison manipulated her and were just diligent on on breaking out escape from dan moore is very 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 good ben stiller directed it it's on showtime it's on showtime on demand or wherever the hell you watch showtime or 
I don't know, Showtime on the go. I love that. Speaking of all that guy, David Sweat, um, I, I just heard that that guy who broke out of prison, because the other guy got killed while he was out, uh, escaped from prison. They keep moving this guy around from prison. He's on 23-hour lockup. That's what happens when you break out of prison, Duke. They, you ain't breaking out of prison again, homie. If you do that, they should just let you go. You deserve it. Um, I watched that. Watch my housewives. Uh, what the fuck else? What else did I watch? I know I watched something else. Oh, I watched uh, White Boy Rick on iTunes about this uh, famous drug dealer from Detroit. Uh, uh, they call him White Boy Rick. I liked it. Didn't love it. My girl Jennifer Jason Lee was in it. The actors were good. Matthew McConaughey was good. Um, the kid who played White Boy Rick, young actor, I never seen him before. Really good. I would recommend watching that. Um, don't get your hopes up too high. Takes place in Detroit. The music's kind of dope. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Not great. I also watch. If you want to watch a feel good movie. Uh, you know, I love uh, uh, animals. I don't like cats, but I would never do anything wrong to cats. I'm a dog person. Love my dog, Wheezy. I watched a great, talk about a feel-good movie that will have you straight up crying. I haven't cried this much watching a movie since I saw Creed 2. Talked about seeing Creed 2. Cried like a fucking baby. I don't say like a bitch. I don't say like a bitch. Cry like a baby. <laughs> that kind of crying. And there's a documentary that you can watch on iTunes. If you love dogs, if you love animals, you're going to love this movie. It's called Pick of the Litter. It's a documentary. It sounds weird, but just stay with me. About these five puppies, real-life puppies. You're like, what? I'm not watching a documentary about puppies. It's about these five puppies that are bred. This is a real thing. You learn all about it. These puppies are bred to be seeing eye dogs for the blind. And you follow these five puppies as they're getting trained. And the thing that's so heart-wrenching about it is um, the people that train them, they fall in love with the dogs and then they have to give the dogs away. And, and it's also following the story of the blind people that are in hopes of getting the dogs. And they talk about how as a blind person, seeing eye dog is not an easy thing to come by, but it changes their lives. And it's just such a sweet, um, just heart-filled joyous movie and it'll bring you to tears it, it, it's just a great small little simple documentary and as i said it's on itunes and it's just it'll provoke emotions good fun emotions um and, and i definitely rec recommend it it's called pick of the litter on itunes and those are the things that i've watched haven't heard any new music um I don't think anything's come out or that I haven't listened to um, lately. I'm still fucking with that Eminem record. Just very impressive uh, what he did with that record. And again, I, I brought this up on the last podcast. Where is the transsexual Dwight Howard scandal? Yo, I, I heard from some people that I hadn't heard from in a long time that hit me up. About that Dwight Howard thing when it when it happened about a it was me a month ago, five weeks ago, and I, and and I I want like this is not going to get swept under the rug, okay? The Washington Wizards are in disarray. Dwight Howard is probably not going to play this season. A month ago, it looked like he had been in a sexual encounter with a transsexual who went public 
with what she was saying with was phone calls with Dwight Howard. It was all over sports media. It was like literally 24, 36 hours, and then no one has brought it up since. They were saying that Washington Wizards players were threatening the transsexual. She was afraid for her life. What happened with that? I, I, I need to know what the fuck happened with that. Um, also, LeBron James, uh, you just... You just can't get enough, huh? So after uh, showing up to the arena with a wine glass, after drinking something out of a coffee cup uh, during a game when you were on the bench, further bringing attention to yourself while your young teammates are out there playing without you, um, LeBron James on his uninterrupted show, it's called Uninterrupted or it's a network, I don't know what the fuck it is, um, releases uh, footage... That I guarantee you, I, I know what it's like. I made a documentary about the NBA. You, you have to go through, even if you're LeBron James, you have to go through proper channels to get the footage you want. And they have to track it down. LeBron James on his show, just within the last 24, 36 hours, released, this is him, on his show, released footage from the 2016 Game 6 NBA Finals, post-Game 6, in the locker room with Ty Lue, and he was saying how this is the year they won the finals when they won, came back 3-1. And he's saying, matter of fact, Miles Jordan, play, play the clip. When we, when we attack, like I said, when we attack that, they cannot guard us. All right, we no. play with pace, right. they right. cannot guard us. By the okay? way, they up. They up. Mentally and physically. They, I'm telling you, they All up. up. And it always kind of works out, right? It always <laughs> works out this way. So 15 is mine. <laughs> 15 is mine. So as you can hear, he's 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 reminiscing about uh, his championship from three years ago. Um, why are you reminiscing about what you did three years ago during the middle of this season while your current team is struggling? Do you miss being in Cleveland? Do you miss Ty Lue? Are you trying to get Luke Walton fired to bring back Ty Lue? Why are you releasing this footage now? You released this. You chose to release it. You knew the cameras were there. Just like you knew the cameras were there the other night when you walked into the arena with a wine glass, drinking it for all of us to see. Why, during the middle of 2019 season, you're putting out this footage on social media? This is you. You put it out. Do, do you miss being a Cleveland Cavalier? Are you sentimentalizing the past? Are you, You're not retired. Why are you going over the highlights of your career? And where's the footage from 2017 when your team got swept four games to one? Because there were cameras in there that too. Since, since you want to release footage, never seen before footage, why don't you release footage of the reaction from your team when you got swept four games to one? Or better yet, why don't you release footage of you punching a blackboard and breaking your hand as you stated you did last year. Remember the soft cast? He had no cast until after game four. Then he came out with a cast. We never saw the cast again. There's been no uh, lingering remnants from the 34-year-old player who said he broke his hand last year by punching a wall or punching a chalkboard or something like that. He showed the cast after they got swept, not making excuses, 
but making excuses. Release that footage. Release the footage of you getting dressed and your team getting dressed quietly after getting swept in 2018. Why are you releasing this footage now, Duke? And why? He he did something uh, uh, last night. Uh, The Oklahoma City Thunder were playing the Los Angeles Lakers in Los Angeles. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the shit out of the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James did not play because of his injury. Don't make light of of anybody's injuries, including mine. I am mildly concussed doing this I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. But with two minutes and 45 seconds in the game, LeBron James left the bench while his team was losing. He didn't stay there. Mr. Team, Mr. Team Player, Mr. It's Only About Winning. He left the bench and stood under the tunnel glaring at the rest of his team alongside Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, the GM and president of basketball operations. I've never in my life, and I've been watching basketball since I'm nine closely, since I can remember, and of course through the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and the 2000s and then whatever the fuck we're in now, I never saw a player injured, a star player, leave the bench to stand over there and talk to management during a game. This is why I fuck with this guy. This is why I break his balls because I think this motherfucker is full of shit. We all know he's a great player, but I think he's full of shit. I don't like it, Duke. Why the fuck aren't you on the bench cheering your team on? You're supposed to be a team guy. The fuck is wrong with you, Duke? These young guys are out there playing their hearts out. Stay on the bench. That's it. Done. 60 minutes of fury. That's what this was. I gave you every single thing I could give. Okay? Okay? No false promises. I gave it all. I left it all on the podcast. Allen Iverson used to leave it all on the floor. Muhammad Ali used to leave it all in the ring. I left it all on the fucking podcast. I don't know what else I could do. My name is the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. the White Arsenio Hall. That's me. This is the I Am Rap Report Stereo Podcast. If you've never been here before, welcome to those who've been rocking from the beginning, keep fucking rocking with us. Those who've been rocking from the middle, keep fucking rocking with us. Can't stop, won't stop. We are going to continue to kick ass and take names all throughout 2019. Miles Jordan, take me out of here with something real nice. Something real proper. But most importantly, a something real funky.